1: And the rubber chicken says <laughs> oh, wow. I think freedom's just another word for making shit up and calling it real. But what do I know? I'm just a rubber chicken. God, that'll make a hell of a song. Oh, and you can sing it for me later because we gotta get on with a Rancast 53. Lewis Black's Rancast 53, by the way entitled Itty Fuck Itts. Yes siree, we certainly are. It is rolling along. We don't know how to, do we know how to do any fucking thing at all, anything? Do we anything? Is there anything that is within our grasp as we turn on the TVs and watch this week? Is apparently, yes, we have to get out of Afghanistan. It's absolutely vital. 3,000 troops there and whatever. And I get it. I was in Bagram and Kandahar, and I've talked about this. And Kathleen and I were there, and we were in Kabul, for Christ's sake. It was just a scary fucking town. Um, and, uh, there's a you know, we put it out on Twitter. Kathleen put it out. Uh, that she and Robin, I, I'd forgotten this. We're standing on the roof of the uh, Kabul of uh, the embassy, the American embassy that we were at. In uh, and, uh, and um, there, you could look up on the mountain and see a, 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 a swimming pool that was made, I think, uh, by the by the Russians, so that they, 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 they were going to have the Olympic team or something practice high diving there. Had a big giant fucking. Uh, uh, you know, diving board, and uh, the Taliban took over, and that was the way they uh, killed people. Is they sent them off there, and I, I may have even brought this up last week. You know what? I, I wish I could remember the ship, but it bears repeating. And uh, Robin and uh, she were looking up there, and Robin said, "You ought to take a picture because um, you know the the uh, you know because the talent, the Taliban. This is 2011. The Taliban will be back." Kathleen agreed. Uh, I was wandering around looking for drinks. I think <laughs> I missed the important moments sometime, uh, but it it was horrifying there. And uh, when we went through the town, we were actually uh, a little rattled because apparently there was you know we uh, somebody was was after us. God knows who. Um, and now back with the Taliban, just as uh, as Robin and uh, Kathleen had uh, had uh, prophesized, you know. Is they prognosticated, so to speak? They're fucking comics, and they knew it. It's just unbelievable. Okay, it was three, three, three hundred troops or whatever was sitting there, holding the holding it in place, and uh, and it, you know, okay, um, no one had died in fifteen or sixteen months. And you, uh, you're doing this because of, uh, of, of uh, the, the former leader? I mean, and you believe that this has got to be done? And, and, and now, you, you know, you, I, I just, what I don't understand is how you fucking don't orchestrate a leaving. You want to leave, you know what you do? You sneak in there and start getting people out. That's what you do. And if you're gonna get to you know, and don't hand me this shit that you've made some sort of a fucking thing with them, or that we've we've negotiated this peace with them, and they're going to do this, that, and the other. The fucking the, the Taliban, okay? It, you know they they believe in the, the, the you know it, it is this law that basically uh, kind of excludes women, uh, except for you know maybe baking. Jesus Christ, they can't go to, you know, you can't have a beauty parlor. What the fuck planet are you on? And then, you know, and you can go through all this shit. It's all been said. All I do is repeat this fucking nonsense that, you know, we support Saudi Arabia, which is total fucking women have to leave the country in order to drive. Oh, come on. Jesus, you know, you couldn't have figured it out. It isn't you couldn't come up with a plan. You could have called me. I might have helped you. I'm no genius, but you know, keep it a secret. Start getting the list together of the folks you need to get out, okay? And put them on the planes and give have six months to figure out a timeline. And once you know, and there's no need to you know to have gotten into what was looked like it. It was horrifying to watch. To live through it after. Uh, at the end of that that horrific first fucking the Vietnam War, and then to watch it again. Oh, this was a war that took place in a desert, so that made it different. The desert, and and and, and when we flew over it, you could fucking tell that nobody was going to conquer this country except fucking somebody like the Taliban, because it's literally, you know, you get one mountain village, you go 15 miles. There's another little village nestled amongst the mountains. They don't even see each other. They got different lines. Oh, God, son of a bitch. And we looked. It's just fucking, it's, it, it was disgusting. There's no other way to put it. We, we were going through hell and back here in this country. We can't even fucking organize ourselves to get, to get shots done. People are beating the shit out of each other over masks. And we're over there and we're trying to organize an exit. We can't even do that. What the fuck's the matter with us? Any fuckheads? Come on. We are better than this. Okay? God, is, 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 is my generation, are the people over, fuck my generation, are the people over the age of 35 that fucking stupid? You don't trust anybody over the age of, what was it, 30? Maybe that is it. Maybe that is a fundamental. Son of a bitch. God, it was just awful to watch. Just insane. And is it, is it like Vietnam? I, in a way, just as horrifying to watch um, as we've fled, you know, these people who had been our allies. Um, I don't know or remember well enough, nor was I going to sit there and because and, watching that was enough, do I need to go back and double traumatize and go through the the exit from Vietnam again? But uh, it seems to me those folks who were uh, who helped us uh, in uh, in Afghanistan are a shitload more trouble uh, than the folks who who, um, who helped us in. Uh, in Vietnam, but I, I you know, I, I'm sure someone out there will set me straight on that and please do. Uh, I can't get over this. Uh, and we've got, uh, I've got, I've got a, a governor saying that the, the kids can't wear masks to go to school. The, the fucking Texas Supreme Court says that uh, localities can't make a decision about the health of their own children. Come on. God damn it. It's a health issue. It's not a political issue. I mean, they're fucking Unbelievable. Uh, there's something criminal about this this kind of declaration that, that a child who you know needs to be protected because they, they can't get a vaccination. All right? Not that their parents would allow them to have a vaccination. They don't allow them to wear a mask. So they're sending them in there essentially potentially to die. You know, am yeah, I being inflammatory, probably. But their kids now are rolling into hospitals, so I'm not fucking crazy. What do they think's happening? And the schools are being shut down because there is a COVID fucking, uh, you know, in 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 certain states, it's like you know, boom, they send them back, and we got to go into lockdown because there's so many cases of it. And they they don't allow them to wear the mask because why freedom? Are you shitting me? They're children. Okay, when you're standing over their bed, huh, mom and dad, when you're standing over the, your, your child's bed, if you're allowed in, since you're not vaxxed, and, you, you know, and you, you, is, is that the point? Is, it, when, when do you, is that when you explain freedom to them? Oh, the reason you're lying here in this, this bed with a, you know, possibly potentially dying of COVID is because we wanted you to be free. Seriously? This is our idea. This is your idea of freedom to do what, you know, that's how you teach your children. You put them in a hospital bed. There are a lot of other ways to teach kids about freedom. Lord knows we got a million lessons and it's got nothing to do with wearing a mask during a pandemic. God damn it. That rubber chicken is right. You make shit up, I'm sorry. How is it not? During the course of a pandemic, at some point, when we know certain things about health, how is it not somewhat criminal to make shit up about a a vaccine? Look, you don't want to take the vaccine. That's fine. But don't make shit up. Don't say that you're going to go sterile. Don't say that you that something is coming off you, that there's flakes coming off you that will render somebody whatever, whatever the, the fucking nonsense of the day is because they this didn't, you know, we got to keep pumping that goddamn bullshit machine. That's not criminal. Huh? It's not criminal for, uh, for DeSantis to, to fucking send children off to school in, in parts of Florida and say that he's going to fucking take away funding for schools over this? You know, because they're wearing masks? Because they're trying to protect themselves? That somehow it's freedom of choice if? There's a big fucking if there. God damn it. Nothing criminal about that. I I don't know. I don't know the law anymore. I don't get it anymore. And I certainly don't get sanity anymore because I'm losing mind rapidly. And we are basically sliding back down the hill as fast as we fucking can. And it is tiresome. And it is exhausting. And I'd like to be calmer about this, but I can't. I just can't. The Obama birthday party? I didn't get a chance to talk about that because I was off last week. He has a big birthday party. Why did he have to have a big birthday party? What was that about? Huh? You know, okay. So when he probably sent out the invitations, it looked like things were going to be good. But by the time it rolled around, you know, it wasn't going to be good. And so to have all of that go out, all it does is feed the other side, and it feeds the myth of the other side. And see, see what they're doing, and they don't have masks, and it doesn't matter that they're all vaccinated. Nobody gives a shit about that. Okay? Nobody from the, the non vax side cares about that. They got the photos. You know, there was no need for him to have a birthday party and stoke the fires. So, you know, wait three months. Wait until you can have the fucking party. Son of a bitch. I got a birthday coming. I'm not going, boy, I better have a big birthday. Invite everybody to it. Right. And I'm certainly not going to get <laughs> the kind of crowd he pulled that A-listers all flying in. Um, and then, big news, my mother, speaking of birthday parties, and someone who should have hundreds of people there but just can't handle it at the moment and with uh, the numbers rising and all of that, and it's just uh, even if we were going to have a small uh, amount of people, it would be tough uh, to do it where she is. It's, uh, it, it's just hard to find a place to do that and not put her in harm's way at this point because because people aren't doing what they're fucking supposed to be doing. So she uh, turns 103. That's right, one zero three on September eighth and uh, I will be going down for that. I will be probably uh just a few of us there and um, I haven't figured out how we'll work this out yet, but it it will be small uh, sadly um but it's it's also her uh you know a lot of folks it's gonna be maybe maybe at this point too much for her. She's She's been in uh, kind of basically in a, a quarantine situation because they are not a, a big space for them to go into at her uh, assisted living, independent assisted memory care uh, situation there because they're renovating. And I've discussed that with you before. And they're not finished yet. So... Um, She's been, you know, so uh, a lot of folks, it just becomes really too much for her. And so that's, uh, but it will be nice to be with her on that day. And um, uh, I just wanted to share that with you. I saw her last week. Uh, she was, she has a tendency now at this point to be in and out. She, I, I, I call it, uh, it you know, it's like uh, you're talking to a satellite. Sometimes she's here, sometimes she's there and um she's uh when she but even through it all even when she's there uh her her intelligence is stunning um and um her smarts and her humor uh remain the same and uh i'm lucky that her caregivers have been tremendous and uh i do um it was interesting she she uh She's, she shared with me that she'd been, this is an interesting one, she, that she'd been a vaudeville act. She, I, I tried to find the name of the other person. Uh, and uh, she, uh, she felt that uh, the, the vaudeville act, in order to be a, a really good vaudeville act, not only it'd be interesting, but educational. You had to teach the people something. Otherwise, they weren't going to uh, really enjoy it and really uh, invest in it. And that's not the word I'm looking for, but I find from time to time, I just go for words that, uh, that seem to be placeholders. And that irritates me too, because why? Cause I'm sliding back because of what's just happened over the past week. We continue, you know, I, I, I watched the Taliban run amok and I thought, wow, it's like, it's like the, they're, it's like the, it's like watching a living embodiment of COVID, you know, racing around. Um, and that was, it just was too much. It was too irritating. I'm sorry to share that with you. Don't take that out of your head. Take that out of your head. Take that out of your head. It's not, it's not a good thing. Somebody just today sent I was reading uh, from, from something I got either on the Twitterverse or uh, uh, somewhere that uh, they, they read my things. They liked the fact that I kind of calmed them down and I'm, I'm not being very calm today. I apologize that for that. Um, I was saddened to see, uh, you know, know, it was when they they made these announcements, Bagram Air Force Base going. That had been, uh, that was the first tip that we were, you know, uh, when when the Taliban took Bagram, I remember going there. That really, uh, it was just like, oh boy, here come the dominoes are falling hard. And they got all our weapons. You know, we didn't have to do anything. Should have just gone over there and not negotiated anything, and just early on said, "Here, here's some weapons so you can really hold the country." I, I just don't get it. What well, you know, collect the weapons. That could have been done too. I got a lot of suggestions, and I'm sure that a lot of the military minds did. And uh, I'm sorry that. Uh, Uh, I'm really sorry for what happened. I I really think it was a mistake, Uh, and I'm not someone who likes to 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 say, "Okay, let's let's hold the fort." But I do think we could have made leaving, um, we could have done a much better job at it. We're we're much smarter than this. Could have given it fuck. You could have given it to four 25-year-olds to fucking organize, and they probably could have come up with a better plan. Tell them what needed to be done. Son of a bitch. They showed all the equipment, everything that they were going to get. We couldn't get it out. I recently, um, due to this madness, uh, I will say, and I I can't remember once again if I'm repeating myself, but um, sadly I had to cancel um, what would have been my first uh, real gig on the road in Huntsville. I'll be back there. We'll figure out when. But right now, uh, I just can't do it. Um, I can't put the folks I work with and myself, myself, <laughs> in harm's way. I think uh, maybe it's the 32% of um, Alabama's vaccinated, probably more in Huntsville. Uh, but uh, they ju- the, the state will not allow me to ask folks to be backs to come in or wear masks. So no, won't do it. I'm, I'm, uh, I don't want to expose myself. And then uh, and I'm finding that I'm doing more and more and more again to try to make sure that I don't. I mean, I've, in the last two weeks, it's become, it's become very slow. I kind of went, uh-uh, this isn't working. I'm going to have to back off. Uh, this vaccine is great, and it's uh, really worked wonders, but uh, I'm, I'm going to have to, uh, to be, uh, be careful. And I recommend that to all of you until, um, until maybe the FDA approves it and people do decide to do it. Maybe that we get those who are really uh, in poverty uh, and have difficulty getting a hold of the shot or don't have a primary physician who they trust, that maybe that we can finally get to that, that percentage that we need. Uh, boy, oh, boil, oh, maybe, yeah. So I had to cancel that. I had to cancel Omaha. Uh, the Funny Bone there, which I love playing. I love playing both of those clubs. But once again, there uh, there was a map of the fucking United States and wherever it was that there were problems uh, for crying out loud. You're looking at this thing and um, all the states had reported. And Omaha was a white space. And I went, okay, fuck you. Uh, I know um, from talking to folks there that uh, it might not be the right time to come, but I'll be back there too. So um, I had to cancel two of the three gigs, and, uh, and I'm c- keeping Cleveland, and hopefully uh, nothing gets too crazy there. They, they've done a lot of things in order to make me feel that uh, it will be safe or as safe as it could be, and uh, we'll head up there. And, um, and if all goes well, I'll, have, uh, um, I'll be able to talk about something, another project that will be starting that would occur afterwards, but uh, we'll see how that works out. On the upside of a, of a purely dog shit week, um, we do have uh, some news that they're trying to make uh, uh, humans or make uh, mosquitoes blind uh, to humans so they wouldn't see humans, so they're not, they don't sense humans, so they, they would avoid humans, they wouldn't go after humans. That's pretty good, huh? That would be nice. That would probably take away a ton of disease. Probably many people will get upset out there. Son of a bitch, you're taking away the freedom of the mosquito, you fuckers. They need to suck the blood of a human, you bastards. And we need our blood sucked. Why? Because that's, we have the freedom. That's our freedom. We need to be free to have our blood sucked. Listen to this, boy. This is just, uh... There's a report in the Rolling Stone, as we roll through this madness, that some professional dominatrixes uh, are ordering their submissive clients to get the COVID vaccine and are being obeyed. (laughs) So that's what it takes. God, it's gratifying to know I've done something that goddess Snow approves of, said client Bob. Wow, so it takes a dominatrix to get it done who knew who knew not a doctor not a nurse not somebody who knows something about health not dr fauci uh, not not uh, not even the, uh, not, no one no one but a dominatrix <laughs> somebody who who you, who, who spanks you really hard with a Big hard paddle puts a ball gag in your mouth. I, you know, and and pulls it out so you can say after the spanking, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." Unbelievable. This is a good one. This is Kathleen's part of the country. She's not been very upset about it. I'm sure she's been she's been ranting about it in her web stuff, her web, her her twitters and her Instagram, and also uh, on her. uh, her podcasts, which are great, and you should take a listen to them. Consider the upside of what I'm, I'm doing. Um, she's good. She's she's. I think we could cover the news between the two of us. Doctors in COVID-ravaged Missouri say that anti-vaccine sentiment runs so high that some patients are wearing disguises to get their shots. You know, come on. It's just not right. There's no reason. Dr. Priscilla Frace of Ozarks Healthcare says patients have begged her, please, please, please don't let anybody know that I got this vaccine. The hospital now offers shots in a private setting to protect patients from being shunned. Shunned, that's a word you use, I think, in in the Amish community if if you did something wrong the community shun. Isn't that like the 17th century? Son of a bitch. It's a vaccination. You know, you're allowed freedom, but the person who wants to be vaccinated isn't allowed the freedom to be vaccinated. So you don't understand the concept of the word freedom. It's that fucking simple. All right? If you're going to say that we have, your rights have been denied to be not vaccinated, you cannot deny the other's rights to be vaccinated. Okay? Why? Because you made shit up about it. All right, and making shit up is not freedom. The, the fucking rubber chicken told you that. A fucking rubber chicken. Pay attention. I'm not talking to you, the audience, but to hopefully that by saying it, it gets to the outer reaches of the universe and bounces back and hits some of these people in the head. Here's an important one. A YouGov survey found that Americans are an average seven point eight points. More confident than Brits that they could beat various animals. Who does these surveys in a one on one fight, including a medium sized dog, a chimpanzee, a kangaroo, and a goose? Wow. I, I, I mean, I think that, I think all. Brits must believe they can beat up a goose. Oh, Brits, you know, that's just funny. I can beat up a chimp. (laughs) I can beat a a kangaroo. That's not easy. They wear those boxing gloves. Yes, they do. I think they used to do that in the 20s. They would barnstorm. Or or when my mother was doing vaudeville. It was uh, Jeanette Black, and Jeanette Kaplan at that time. And the fighting kangaroo. <laughs> uh, finally, this is... Uh, I'm wearing a, a shirt that Kathleen had given me. It's uh, We went to Banff. A number of us went... Well, well, a few of us went up to Banff. I've been there a number of times. When we were touring, we stopped in on the way and we've gone up there to play golf. And it is really... And then I've been there by myself a number of times. It's absolutely stunning. It's one of the... You know, if you get that chance once, uh, you're able to get up there, and you, if you can get the chance to get up there, um, or maybe when you go there and apply for citizenship, it's uh, it's really beautiful. Um, I wouldn't spend the winter there; you got to be out of your fucking mind. But my god, it's stunning. And this is the boss picture of the boss. This is uh, the the most famous grizzly bear in Banff, the most famous animal there. And it wanders into the town, it weighs about 20 years old now, weighs 600 pounds. Well known to the community, great, huge celebrity there. Eats black bears, eats black bears, eats black bears. Um, Legends abound about him. you can look that up. Uh, I was not going to sit here and use the time to describe the bear. (laughs) but I it to give myself a sense of strength. I draw strength from the bear, from the boss, the boss before I believe, well, maybe by the time, I, I don't know if the Springsteen may have been the boss before the boss was the boss, but I think the bear is the boss really. And uh, because I think the, I don't even think Bruce could take on the bear. Uh, it's really, uh, it, it's, uh, it's unbelievable. And the, and the boss was hit by a train, and uh, and survived, and and did and did, and has been thriving afterwards. And is one of the few uh, grizzlies that, uh, or that were bears that wanders into the, into the town. And uh, there are many sightings of them. So if you get up there, don't say, "Hey, go, boy! I got to go see the boss and and talk to him." Just steer clear of the fucking boss. Six hundred pounds. Chomp, 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 you're gone. Okay, maybe three bites. And uh, thank you again for spending this time with me. And uh, it's really been a pleasure. Uh, You've got some great, uh, really great uh, uh, rants coming your way today. Uh, Once again, I hope I I did them justice. Uh, We're getting a lot of them about uh, the kind of um, what goes on in terms of communities, in terms of COVID. And now we're starting to get a variety of stuff about people just irritated about, once again, the everyday shit that can drive you nuts as we kind of vaguely return to what is what was once considered normal, but it ain't normal. It's not even close. And, uh, but uh, it's normal in the sense of like, holy fuck, I can't believe uh, this, I've got to deal with this shit again. And, uh, and people are, uh, you know, people are pissed and I'm glad they're sharing it with me. Please all of you stay safe, Um, do what you have to do, take care of your children, take care of yourselves, and thanks again for listening. And we'll we'll see you next week. Thanks for everyone who uh, has been writing and continue to write, folks. Uh, You know, remember, it's the only show in America written by the audience. And I'm just proud to be here, (laughs) you know being the guy reading it.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well.
1: I'm very excited to share with you a uh, perspective on our country from a New Zealander and this is the first time we've received something uh, from there and uh, I couldn't be happier it's a it's a beautiful beautiful place and I was lucky enough to be able to perform there quite a while ago and I I really want to get back so this is as close as I'm going to get thank you for this in advance it's wonderfully written Dear Lewis I would appreciate it if you didn't use my name. I work as an intelligence analyst and would rather keep my identity private for the moment. Hello from New Zealand. Let me start by saying that my politics definitely tends toward the left. You might even say I'm a socialist. Shh. I've studied Marx a little and nothing I've seen or heard over the last 50 years has dissuaded me from the idea that class struggle, sits somewhere near the center of most conflict. Unlike some on the left, I love the United States and have traveled there a number of times, and notwithstanding the fact that living in a country and visiting it on a holiday are two very different things. I just adored my time in your homeland. In my more speculative moments, when I'm on my way to work early in the morning, for example, I fantasize about what university in America I'd like to do some post-grad work at, or what my dream holiday there would look like. Having said that, I write more in sorrow than anger. I live in a country that sits near the bottom of the Pacific, and I'm not sure if that comparative isolation lends perspective on what happens elsewhere in the world, or whether the tyranny of distance somehow distorts the points of reference I have like light through a refracted lens. I know it's hard to interpret the circumstances of a country of well over 300 million people just through its public institutions, but with a media whose objectivity and foresight seems to extend only as far as the next gotcha headline and a political environment so toxic that it's difficult to remember when listening to the views of the respective parties that they are talking about the same country as a reasonably impartial observer and someone who doesn't have, as Americans say, a dog in any fight over there. It's hard not to conclude that all the left-right bread and circuses bullshit currently occurring is just another death rattle in the slow expiration of a failing nation-state experiment. The gulf that sits between the right and the left, progressives and conservatives, Republicans and Democrats, or whatever the preferred nomenclature is, it seems to me that it is not so much that the parties are unable to meet on common ground over any issue. It is that they are determined to deny the possibility that any commonality could even exist between them. They talk past each other constantly, intent only on proving that their opponents are stupid, racist, homophobic, radical, fascistic, or just plain crazy dangerous. Trump may have been awful, but I don't see much to be encouraged about in the performance of the Democrats to date. I don't know what the answer is. Maybe there isn't one. And the myth of rugged individualism that Americans believe to be so integral to their cultural DNA also contains within it the seeds of the country's discordance. Even in the midst of a pandemic, the inability of the political apparatus to act in unison on behalf of its citizens, and the inability of many of those citizens to see anything that the government does as being something other than a contest between them and us, doesn't leave a lot of room for optimism. As they say in New Zealand, Kia kaha. Stay strong. We're trying. I really appreciate that, and I'm sorry uh, I can't share your name. And um, and thank you for uh, for letting it letting us know what it looks like from the outside, because it sure looks like that from the inside, Uh, for me at least, uh, very closely you are way, way far away. uh, But as a result, uh, you're way, way more objective. And as I've said time and again, having no dog in the fight, a lot of the times it's a lot more fun to perform uh, in a country, uh, in another country, because I don't have to deal with the nonsense that both sides are carrying around in their little knapsacks of bullshit. (laughs) It's a nice way to start out uh, the rants I'm reading today from from my bunker, my new bunker. I hope you like it. <laughs> I'd have liked to have given you a better background for this. Um, take care and thank you. Peter Egton hits the nail on the head very quickly. <laughs> Can someone tell me why journalists repeat themselves? Each article starts with a banner headline. The first sentence of the article repeats the banner headline, and then someone is quoted in the article repeating the banner headline, do they think we have the attention spans of fucking goldfish? And while we were on the subject of redundant information, will professional sports commentators from now on cease and desist from saying better of the two? This is an inane statement. Better always means of two. He or she was the better competitor, full stop. We don't need to be told there were two competitors. No, we don't, Peter, um, <laughs> but somebody will write in about that. I am sure. And uh, but part of the the problem with journalism at this point is is that uh, we're in a transition phase, at a time when we need real, really great, uh, great papers and great information, well spoken and well said and well documented. And, uh, our newspapers are, are, are suffering, you know, people are reading them on phones and pads and, uh, and, uh, the staffs are getting smaller and smaller. And then they're letting go of people who were truly great. And, um, they aren't mentoring the, uh, the younger ones who are coming in. And so, uh, so at times you having them repeat themselves, we still have great journalism schools. God knows. Uh, and hopefully, once again, we'll have great newspapers, or something similar, something that we read on a screen. Um, I'm of that generation that's caught between screen and paper. Oh, well. But it'll be better for the planet, I guess, when we don't have paper, but will it be better for my eyes? These are questions I ponder daily. (laughs) Thank you, Peter. An anonymous rant about a subject that is consuming us, making us sick, and and killing us. Blowdown forthcoming. Lou, this is another goddamn COVID rant, but I can't contain myself any longer. I am a federal employee from the Department of Defense and would like to remain anonymous. And you shall. Blowdown. Noun. Procedure used to periodically discharge garbage from steam boilers. I've been a viewer since the glory days of King George II and his evil little sidekick, that Dick Cheney. Your expressiveness got me through those tough years. Well, thank you. Got me through them, too. I was glad I was able to yell in public. I live in a very red state filled with idiots consumed by the big lie that the orange orangutan won. As a condition of my employment, I undoubtedly will be required to comply with the CDC's latest edict. And of course, I will begrudgingly. I am so done with the goddamn coronavirus. I did my part and I got my shots. I was one of the first to volunteer in my organization. If you die... From the complications of a preventable disease, I fail to see how it's my fucking problem. Yet, here we are. I have largely given up most of the enjoyment in my life over the last year and a half while complying with mandates designed to protect people who promptly ignore them outside of the areas where they are enforced. Now fueled in part by the decisions of certain people because of bad information they consume from the internet, I will inevitably be required to once again wear a fucking muzzle to protect people from their own goddamned ignorance. This will once again be promptly ignored by the entire population of self-righteous, ignorant Karens and Kens, with which I share this godforsaken continent. These new mandates are absolutely pointless, This is like trying to stop an explosion from occurring in slow motion. It's over. Give up. The explosion has already happened, and we are just waiting for the shockwave to arrive. Hiding under the cardboard desk is only going to delay the inevitable. It is time to let Darwin take over and allow natural selection to do what it does best. It's worked for the last four billion years. Why fuck with a good thing? Everyone wonders why I'm a misanthrope. It's shit like this. Blowdown complete. There, I feel better. I'm glad you do. The problem is, is uh, you know Darwin, Dar- Darwin, uh, you know, one would you know, I get the survival of the fittest, but we've got kids to deal with. That's the amazing thing to me that the. You know, you can worry about all the other things, you can, but to not worry about your children—that um, you constantly seem to worry about because uh, you're afraid they're not going to be able to pay the bills uh, of the of, of your that your generation and or, or that my generation is blamed on for all the generation <laughs> leaving behind for them. Well, you won't have to worry if you're gonna if you're not doing the things you should do so that they can survive this pandemic if you you know you don't you're not going to have to worry if they're dead are you not, i mean why the okay you did the speaking and you did it well and you set me off Whew, it's tiresome it's just tiresome bruce Marmy has shared a different take on how to deal with the pandemic and i want to thank you for that uh i constantly ask for folks to send in other opinions and um and i'm i'm glad you did and now i will share it with the world. (laughs) Or at least a couple of cities outside of, uh, you know, Vegas. (laughs) let's get to it. Hi, Lewis. I'm not ranting, I'm just saying, why must people demonstrate just how stupid they are? I'm not a rocket scientist, and I don't play one at home. Yet every schmuck and schmo are suddenly immunologists. However, there are valid questions as to what truly initiates herd immunity. The vaccine may stave off the natural selective process to herd immunity. Shots may make it harder to develop that immunity, remembering the virus adapts far more quickly than we do. The actual issue is susceptibility to catching the virus. The correct approach is not shots and drugs. It's health and vigor. The fact is we are deficient in vitamin K2 and D3, potassium and magnesium, zinc and selenium. We eat too much garbage food too much empty carbs and sugars. That is why our country is so much more sick than other countries. The masks are demonstrating subservience above any true concern for our welfare. Vaccines, but no M4A? Hmm? We are the existential threat to the elite, but we can't demand the minimum healthcare other countries we support are doing for their populations. It takes courage to fight against your own side in order to break through the fog of apathy ingrained in this distraction era we live in. Dopes with the vote. Great country. Well, Bruce, I mean, I'm sure we'll get some stuff about um, herd immunity. I don't know enough about it. I do know that um, everything is shown, from what I'm seeing, if you're vaccinated... you. You don't get sick. I mean, I don't know what to say. As far as the masking goes, apparently I can, because I'm vaccinated, I can give it to somebody. So I wear the mask. Um, There'll be one coming up about that. So I'll let them speak to it. And I take all those vitamins. Every one of them. Every day. And I have an underlying condition. And so... uh, no matter what kind of vim and vigor, and I don't eat garbage food. As a matter of fact, I lost weight during the pandemic. The pandemic was kind to me. It was like a uh, uh, an anxiety diet, but I ate well and healthy. I'm just glad I was vaccinated, and I hope you're you're doing well and that you're healthy and your family is, and that and that I hope that you do get vaccinated. But you know, if if you can't because of whatever. You know, I certainly can't convince you, just would like you to think about it and look at what the numbers are saying. Uh, I don't think they're making up the numbers, and I don't think you think they're making up the numbers. This is a different vaccine. This is not the vaccine we've seen before. Uh, it's a step into a, another direction in another time and place, much like, uh, much like a smartphone over a dial, over the phones that we were dialing. But I really appreciate it, Bruce. It's tough to... To take that opposite view, and you've got this tidal wave of folks who are yelling and screaming, (laughs) and I certainly got a number of them, Uh, which is what this is about. It's about getting it off their chests, and I hope that I help you get it off your chest. And I hope uh, I I served, I I did justice to it. So take care of yourself, and and thanks again. Daniel Kunkel is uh, here with us, ranting about um, what seems to be standing between us and a better tomorrow. Hi, Lewis. Where is my vaccine? Hmm? I've lived abroad for more than 17 years as a teacher. The country I live in has an extremely low vaccination rate, and what vaccines we do have are the Chinese ones and AstraZeneca, basically the worst of what is available. But something is better than nothing, so sign me up. However, the number of vaccines available are nowhere near the demand. Fortunately, people in Asia are not as ass-fucking-backwards as they are in the U.S. when it comes to vaccines or wearing masks. I am thankful for that. So when I read the U.S. was donating 1.5 million doses of Pfizer to the country I reside in, I got a bit excited. Surely some of these would be allocated for U.S. citizens here. There are only 30,000 of us. First, I looked on the U.S. Embassy and Consulate's website for information. All inquiries about vaccines directed me to local government registration lists. None of these lists included the province that I reside in and all barred registration for interprovincial residents. Next, I wrote an email to the American Citizen Services Branch and received a prompt reply. The reply made it clear that there were no strings attached to the donation, and this country's government would organize its distribution. For fuck's sake, they can't organize a bachelor party in a brothel here, and they got plenty of those. While I commend the U.S. shipping out surplus vaccines to the needy and poor around the world, I'm less flabbergasted as to why no one in the fucking American Citizen Services Program, has seemingly ever thought to provide all the US citizens living abroad with the goddamn services that every American is offered at home. Worse yet is reading in the news how many states have now become vaccine tourist hubs for wealthy international citizens to receive vaccines for free. For free, <laughs> while well, I and hundreds of thousands of other Americans around the world are left with our dick in our hands, waiting for the local government. They got their shit together to supply and distribute vaccines. And when they eventually can do that, you better bet sure as shit, us US citizens are likely to be at the back of the bloody fucking line because these countries will quite probably prioritize their citizens. So bless the benevolence of the United States in distributing vaccines around the world. But what about your own citizens? Why in the fuck has no one thought to send vaccines to every fucking U.S. embassy around the world? They do recommend we report our residency and contact information in case of disaster, civil war, etc. Would a global pandemic not be considered a fucking calamity? Other countries, notably the UK and EU nations, who have also donated vaccines, thought to earmark enough vaccines for their own citizens, and have had the courtesy to invite their citizens for free jabs at the local embassy but not the greatest in the nation in the world. <laughs> Humbug. My knickers are in a knot. My panties in a bunch. My, my tidy whities in a twist. The salt in the wounds? I do online teaching in the evenings with an international company that has a base in the U.S. I am classified as an independent contractor. And as such, I must pay 15% of my meager supplementary income to the IRS. So any fuckwads who want to argue, well, you chose to live there and you don't pay taxes can go fuck themselves. I did chose to live here. I am blessed to be free of Karens and QAnon short bus riders, but I do pay my U.S. goddamn taxes, so I do feel entitled to the same goddamn rights as every other Tom, Dick, and Harry. I even pay more taxes on my below-the-poverty-line $6,000-a-year income than those billionaires like Jeff Dickhead Bezos or Elon Douchebag Musk Bay. What the fuck? Just give me my vaccine, please. Ran over. Ran over. Thanks for letting me get that off my chest. Third World, Dan K. Daniel, I deeply appreciate it. Thank you for sharing it. Um, Sorry for (laughs) mucking up that ending. We had to do it a few times. But I wanted to get it right. And uh, we certainly had a trio there of uh, rants of the pandemic era. And we'll probably go into a, a time capsule. Maybe they'll get them out and we can figure out what to do next time. Appreciate you sharing with us and utterly astonished. You're making less than $6,000 a year, wherever the fuck you are. And they can't give you the vaccine. I mean, it's just, but it's perfect. You know, and then people wonder why they don't trust the government. Stupid people elect stupid leaders electing, you know, and stupid things get done. And that's my stupid song for the day. Take care of yourself. And I hope they get the vaccine to you shortly. Maybe this will trigger something. Maybe, maybe there's a congressperson out there. Son of a bitch. I heard the... All the best, Daniel. Neil Campbell has this to say. Uh, he's from Australia. And I read this not to toot my own horn, which I, of course... Uh, no, I don't really like tooting my own horn. But I'm reading it really to give you a sense that the world watches and pays attention to what we do on one level and another even if it's a schmuck like me or a schmuck like the former leader. <laughs> Lewis, I would like to thank you for lightening my days with your humor. Even down here in Australia, I get to enjoy your videos and laugh at the stupidity of people, in particular the followers of your ex-president, who to people outside the United States are seen as competitors to people such as yourself. However, this is your profession. And they make the world both laugh and cringe with their stupidity. I just wish they would keep their stupidity off social media as fellow idiots around the world tend to follow them and then start anti-vax movements and the like. Anti-vax movements and the like. I did that for emphasis. I hope you don't mind, Neil. I hope you keep sending out your videos. I will, and keeping the world entertained in your unique style. Well, I I wish I was a little more entertaining on these uh, from time to time, but uh, hopefully if they can get their stuff together, I'll be back on the road and and maybe coming your way at some point. would certainly like to get back to Australia. Thank you, Neil. Cole Riggs has reason to rant, you'll hear why. Hey, Lewis, I recently got a part-time job at Sam's Club. The amount of assholes who park their carts in the middle of the goddamn aisle is astonishing to me. Large group of people, non-masked, by the way, having conversations or on their phones in the middle of the aisle, blocking the entire fucking thing and forcing other customers to go another way because of their ignorance. Nobody cares about what boring-ass conversation you're having or what worthless text you're replying to. There are a million better places to have an hour-long conversation than directly in the middle of a grocery aisle on an extremely busy day. Go outside. Go to a restaurant. Or, hey, your own goddamn house. Just stop blocking everybody, asshole. Ooh. Thanks for letting me get that off my chest, Lou. Well, thanks for getting it off your chest. I enjoyed it. Just, I get tired of just... uh, It's the everyday rants that give me joy. The everyday, holy fuck, I can't believe what I'm looking at rants. Kirby Harris, ranting about a problem with recycling. So something stupid happened today. We have a recycling service, and they ask you to write, save on the bins that you don't want taken away. I got this big blue bin that I bought in an estate sale last year. It was beautiful, big, and perfect. I wrote save on the lid and never had a problem. Every two weeks, the blue bin would get full. I bring my recycle bins full of recycling out and put them on the side of my driveway. The blue bin is there, too, and the lid is out on top of the bin with the word "save." written four times with a sharpie on it. I put it out, and when I wake up, the blue bin is empty, along with the rest of my other bins on the side of the driveway for me to bring back inside the garage. So, fucking simple. And this is their procedure, too. They tell you to do this if you don't want your bins taken away. Well, guess what happened today? I go out to bring my bins in the garage, and my blue bin is gone. What's even more stupid is that the bin is gone. But whoever handled my recycles this morning left the damn lid with the rest of my smaller bins. The fuck are you going to take my bin and leave the lid? Shouldn't you have at least the brains to, I don't know if you're going to take the bin, take the lid with you? Or did somehow the word save written four times on the lid with a Sharpie, which is also implied that I wanted to keep the bin too, made you think the bin is okay to take, but the lid isn't? What the hell am I supposed to do with a lid now? Seriously, I want to know. What am I supposed to do with this now? I'm literally Louis Black pissed. I would have yelled a little more, Kirby, but I'm in a hotel room. And you can't can't yell when you're... uh, when you're running from the law, <laughs> thanks for that, Kirby. I hope you got your bin back. And you got it at an estate sale. That, I thought, was really spectacular. A recycle bin at an estate sale. Usually people get, you know, all sorts of things at an estate sale, but I've never heard of getting something for recyclables. Good for you. I hope that li- lid is, uh, isn't lonely. Spencer Seymour a Canadian cousin from up north has this to share about the ineptitude of leadership there. <laughs> Hi, Lewis. I'm a Canadian fan of yours, and I apologize for being a tad presumptuous. But I thought it may be refreshing for you and the viewers to hear a rant about politics from your neighbors to the north. Here goes. Our Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, is a giant knob Sure, he looks good compared to other politicians, because most politicians look like gremlins in desperate need of intense skin care routines. But I'm telling you, Lou, he's a knob. He's not the worst ever, but he—we would we should definitely be able to do better than Justin. Unfortunately, the Conservative Party in Canada has all the intellect of a chicken on which someone just performed a lobotomy gone wrong. They had a leadership race last year because their previous leader... Andrew Scheer is like Mitt Romney, but not as charismatic as Romney. Think about that, Lou. The fucknut who believes in magic underwear looks like Freddie Mercury compared to Andrew Scheer. Anyway, Shear's conservatives lost to Trudeau's Liberal Party in 2019, even though Trudeau was reeling from two major scandals, including being found to have worn blackface multiple times years ago and reportedly attempting to influence the attorney general in an ongoing prosecution. Two huge scandals, and the conservatives still couldn't win. So last year, they had a leadership race. And the finalists were fucking pitiful. Honestly, Lou, the candidates range from dipshit to borderline Trump level Dick Dickensian villain. But I won't get into all those dipshits. I'll just tell you who won Aaron O'Toole. Aaron fucking O'Toole. And you guessed it, like his name suggests, he's a tool. He has no platform. To be honest, Lou, I'm not entirely sure he's ever had a fully formed thought pass through his head in his life. After he became leader, O'Toole said the conservatives need to move forward and adopt a more modern mindset. But the party then voted down a resolution to officially recognize climate change. Oh my. Not a motion to invest billions of dollars in fighting climate change. Not a motion saying this is what we think the best way to deal with climate change. The motion they voted down was to fucking recognize it as existing. And what? What did O'Toole do in response to this? Did he tell his party they were wrong? Fuck no. He didn't say a fucking word. He went back to his platform of he isn't Justin Trudeau because that seems to be all he can think of. Should have been the easiest fucking task in the world to find a leader with enough charisma and competency to defeat Trudeau. But sadly... Competency and charisma are strictly forbidden in the conservative party because those things might lead to logic and creativity. Also, and this obviously isn't the most important thing, but Aaron O'Toole looks like an egg. I'm not sure why this is, but if you see a headshot photo of him, I'm sure you'll agree. He is very egg-like. But it's okay, Lou, because we've got a third major party, the new Democrat Party, or NDP. They are further to the left than the liberals, but not so far left that we'd be living in Venezuela. They want to expand our free health care to include dental, vision, and mental health. They want to really aggressively address climate change. Bold ideas? Yes, but nothing that will make us a third world country. And not all of their ideas are great, but at least they've come up with something. Sure, they want to spend a lot of money on the problems of today, but apparently people forget that if you want to solve a problem, you have to spend money. For years, Canadians have wanted something different. But all we ever do is elect liberals and conservatives. Liberal, conservative. Liberal, conservative. And they're all the fucking same. But the NDP actually have something resembling a platform. But will we elect them? Of course not. <laughs> Why? I wish I knew it's probably got at least something to do with the fact that the party's leader is Jagmeet Singh, a Sikh man from Vancouver. And a lot of white people don't want to vote for a guy with a beard and a turban. Even if it means voting for someone with no platform and who looks like an egg, or someone who can't go six months without a stupid preventable scandal. God forbid we actually try something different Singh is an intelligent, charismatic, passionate individual who actually has some idea of what he wants to do. But will we make him the prime minister? No. We've got to vote for either the scandal, ridden liberal knob, or the mindless egg resembling tool. Thanks, Lou. No. Thank you, Spencer. Same thing here. We wouldn't vote for a Sikh. Only on, on, uh, you know, uh, statewide levels. We can see that happening. It's always great to hear that uh, others, really, uh, you gave us a respite from the madness we go through. And that I deeply appreciate. It's good for us down here to know about this. People always ask, you know, do you follow... Canadian politics and it's hard enough keeping up with the bullshit here that's for sure thanks for bringing us up to date spencer and for those of you my canadian friends who have more to say on the subject please send it in because uh, it helps uh, helps keep our minds off of the madness that we face every day howling at us howling and howling and howling you kind of just go quietly mad but not us we try to jump out of planes <laughs> Kate Florendo is letting it rip, and I'm glad she is sharing it with us. Kids do stupid things and dangerous things. We all know that. What I don't know is why parents try to control everything that everyone else does, creates, and watches. Huh? I read some whiny headline like, TikTok is killing kids. You know what parents were bitching about? content their own stupid-ass kids were creating, sharing, and reposting. A choking game. You heard me right. The kids are choking themselves to the point of passing out as a challenge. And some were dying. Are you fucking kidding me? Is this the same generation that ate Tide Pods? These asshole parents are blaming social media to deflect from their lack of supervision. Never questioning themselves that maybe they shouldn't let their kid use TikTok. Maybe they shouldn't leave their kid with endless, unchecked online use. Huh? Your kid is definitely watching porn, by the way. If you didn't know that, then you're a half naive turd. Maybe you should talk to them about that. Maybe you should talk to them about not jumping off bridges, eating Tide Pods, eating cinnamon, whatever the fuck else stupid shit kids do. Seriously. Why the fuck do these people even have kids if they expect social media to raise them? They'd rather blame anyone who isn't a good role model for their kids. Listen, bitch, no one cares. You think everyone dreams of being a role model? How about you be one, huh? They won't because they cannot step the fuck up and parent. They want social media to be more responsible. How about that? That's not working out so well, is it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't think so, I added that. Parents, I'm going to let you in on something, okay? The world is not catered to your children. The world doesn't give a fuck about your children. You may not believe in Darwinism, but he believes in your kids. Oh, and don't forget to make sure your stupid kid doesn't have their location turned on in their Snapchat so they won't get abducted by pedophiles. You're welcome. Thank you, Kate uh, The world of social media, it'd be tough. I don't know how I'd deal with it. I wouldn't let, I'd probably be an Amish parent, no doubt. You know, my parents wouldn't let me, my friends were going out till 12 and one. I I had to be back at, you know, they were going out sometimes till two. I had to be back at 11 and 12. Then, okay, you can go out to one. Or my father would say, you know, I'd say, I go to my father and say, well, you know, mom said I have to be back at 12. What do you think? He said, well, you can go out later than that, but then you're going to have to deal with your mother. Oh boy, didn't want to deal with my mother, um, but uh, thank you for dealing with the idiots out there, Kate. And they in the 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 apparent lack of parenting. I hear I get a lot of those coming in, and, uh, and I, I hadn't seen that one about. I didn't know they were back to choking themselves. We had uh, some that we had a kid die in my high school early on. Actually, it was junior high. Um, from that kind of asphyxiation that we believed it was autoerotic asphyxiation. (laughs) That was what we thought in order for us, I think, to deal with the trauma of it. We didn't know him, but it certainly probably put a shock through the system. Um, thanks for you sending out a shock into the system. Kate, we appreciate it. Here's an anonymous rant. Um, shared with us a couple of weeks ago fell through the cracks along with a few others hopefully I'll be able to catch up with with uh, those sh- soon um, this is a, a lengthy anonymous rant and you'll see why it's anonymous and um, you'll see why it's it's a long one a lot to get through here a lot of reason to rant i lewis i'm a half latino half white bisexual, liberal, progressive living in San Antonio. And while I've never written to you before, boy, do I have some rants to deliver. Uh, Before I start, a quick request. Please do not use my name, not because I'm not proud of being out or being a liberal progressive in San Antonio, but these days, retribution, is a real factor to consider here. I also want you to know that I'm very grateful that I work for an employer that not only protects its full-time employees and contractors from the pandemic by setting us all up to work from home, but also actively supports and advocates for its LGBTQ employees. Those caveats aside, let's begin, shall we? (laughs) What can I say to all of you anti-science? Own the libs cue ball closet porn addicts who actually cheered when the idiots at CPAC announced last week that new vaccination numbers were declining in this country. This week, we all awoke to the cold, hard, undeniable reality that the Delta variant of COVID-19 is here and now in all states, especially here in Texas. And guess who's on the menu? You people. The unvaccinated. I do not want to hear any asshole crying about what a terrible person I am for enjoying just a small measure of schadenfreude, because I actually am fully vaccinated with the Pfizer vaccine. And while there is still some risk to me, At least for now, I can at least not have to worry about ending up on a ventilator in an ICU, deep-throating a feeding tube, involuntarily being sodomized by a waste-removal tube while diapered and gasping for air on a ventilator, probably still stubbornly trying to believe that this is all just a bad hoax, and it's not really happening. Right? Ah. What a slightly bland irony it is that the very people who put governor 1836 project in power, governor 1836 project. Wow. (laughs) Like that. And who in, with his crew of snowflake bitches in the legislature are trying to get legislation passed to eliminate my right to vote, or at least negate my vote if they don't like the result of the next election. And to top that, Now, they want to try to make everyone in this state stop talking about slavery, the Ku Klux Klan, and instead, obediently shovel down this 1836 project bullshit, because they don't want to feel uncomfortable when Junior comes home and starts asking why certain old money families in this state were some of the worst offenders of antebellum slavery in the Confederacy, and yet still hold tremendous clout over state government policy. Let's discuss t- Senator Ted Ken Cuneo Cruz next. This man is the living embodiment of that asshole at everyone's office who microwaves fish and burns the popcorn every time. But boy, when I see that paper mache bearded Cock, on the news now, I remember back in February in a 25-degree apartment with no lights or heat, with three layers of winter clothes on and a parka plus three layers of blankets and comforters over that, with my poor cat sandwich between the covers and my parka and lying quietly snuggled against me, purring contentedly because he hadn't froze to death yet, and my constant worry that if that situation kept on all week, eventually we would both be frozen to death by the end of the week. As it turns out, our electricity, local electricity provider, which is publicly funded, managed to get their ass in gear by that Wednesday night and had restored full power to my block, saving a lot of lives. And then later that week, I learned that while I was slowly freezing to death, huddling with my cat to keep each other alive, good old Ted. Fearless defender of Trump truth and the insurrection had run off to Cancun, Mexico with his family. And only when he got caught there by the media did he cut his travel plan short and try to look like he was taking a working vacation while blaming his daughters for the whole fiasco in the first place. And then we heard that he abandoned the family dog in their home when he ducked out of the state to get away from feeling uncomfortable about the cold heart fact that he's an unempathetic neo fascist snowflake whose patriotism, like his travel plans, is conditional. This methanogenic. Autotroph, who has no right to condemn the state Democratic lawmakers who fled his state to break, quorum, and block this special session from tearing up the last shreds of the Civil Rights Act and the Voting Rights Act so they can watch their Nazi porn and pretend that they're still winners after all. And everybody loves them. Meanwhile, they do nothing about the fact that ERCOT, ERCOT, is a worthless feckless, iron Randian, Malthusian shit pile excreted from their own mouths. And they really need to see their doctors because that sort of thing usually comes out the other end in human beings. Last one, <laughs> I promise. And so I have to give credit to the liberal redneck Trey Crowder for this idea. But since these mouth breathers who want to catch the Delta variant to build up their herd immunity get such a blind heart on for the word freedom, isn't it time for the Democrats to get stealthy on their collective ass and start putting the word freedom on every piece of legislation they want to pass through the Senate? Tax the rich, ladies and gentlemen, the American Tax Fairness and Freedom Act. Voter Protections, the American Freedom Voters Act of 2021. And why stop there? Infrastructure, global warming, green green alternatives. Time for some rebranding with the words American and freedom used prominently in the titles and keeping in place what we actually need, because none of these fucks who are supposed to represent us in the Senate can be counted on to be expected to actually read these things beyond the title page. And better yet, have it set up so they think that some dummy front group uh, a a a a a a la ALEC is behind these so they can be fooled into thinking that some of their donors are at work undermining and owning the Libs when it's actually us Libs owning them for once. And when that's all done, let's fire the Senate parliamentarian and take the filibuster, roll it tightly, and then yell at our colleagues to hold down Senator McConnell and drop his trowel. He's had this coming for a long fucking time. I'd like to uh, thank my uh, anonymous friend for the, <laughs> that lengthy diatribe, which I enjoyed immensely. Um, lots of things pissing you off, and and rightfully so, the 1836 project. I At first, I did not know that's what they're doing down there because I try not. I can only pay attention to so much during a week or I'll break out in hives. Um... I actually thought that was a piece of (laughs) satire. He's he's governor 1836, which makes a lot of sense. It's close to where he's governing from, you know. And there's no need to wash your hands uh, before you do surgery. Let's see how that works. Um, Just a couple of things. ERCOT is the idiotic energy thing that uh, Texas set up in order to be independent and thereby commit... uh, you know, freeze themselves to death in the winter and, uh, you know, kill themselves by, uh, during the heat in the summer, it's ludicrous. Uh, no one, no other state it, it, it is even, even bothered to go in that direction. And, and why? Cause it's fucking stupid. And we saw that. Um, and nothing has been done. I've gathered to change that, you know, they're more worried about, um, about masking. Because um, if you do that, you won't be cold, and you, you know, they and they and in the winter, and um, <laughs> or you won't be hot in the summer. The um, uh, Alec is a conservative group of, uh, you know, a corporate conservative group that uh, comes up with, uh, you know, ways in which to, you know, kind of create, uh, you know, laws or uh, you know bills that might work in in there to be advantageous for them Um, very conservative and that's why he was asking at the end that uh, they would use a dummy front group like that to say that they were behind the new green deal and that's the explanation of that and I appreciate all of uh, all of it and um, we are uh, we're in strange times thanks for sharing Thanks for getting it all out there. Thanks to all of you for listening to my rant cast. If you have a rant you want to get off your chest, send it in to me at lewisblack.com forward slash live. You can think of it as therapy or whatever you want to think of it as. Just let it rip. And I want to thank the true stars of our show, the ranters and the splendid rants they gave us. Louis Black's Rantcast was created and hosted by me. Haha, ha Louis Black. It is produced by James Salkine. Our theme song by Chris Lane. Executive producer, Ben Brewer. Executive producers, Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast. And most of all, thank you, all of you who ranted so well on this show.
0: in just a few taps because when it comes to getting the most out of your home you can do this when you angie that download the free angie mobile app today or visit angie.com that's a-n-g-i.com
1: our kids have said to us since we've moved to minnesota we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived